welcome back to Tumbling Dice, the, I don't know what number episode actually, <laughs> but more importantly, the part two of Giggling. We have Jochen back today. Hi guys. <laughs> and for this episode, uh, we're going to discuss just one particular or maybe multiple producers who was once upon a time on the Giggling label, and that is uh, Tron Prince, DJ Metatron. We have to run through all the names now. Uh, wow. Golden Baby, Prime DJ Minister Healer. of Doom, DJ Healer, Prince of Denmark. I didn't know until recently, I checked, Kasha, Kasha. and Dr. Sun. Those are the other two. Okay, cool. So, a little background, which we have very little knowledge of, actually, because he's an enigmatic figure. Um, this producer is somebody who, well, has kind of a cultish following, I would say, worldwide. And nobody knows the actual identity of this person. And people have rumored as well that it could just be multiple people within the Giggling label who are all taking on different names and producing music as if they're the same person. But what is the appeal of whoever this is? I think we'll refer to him as him as well. I think most evidence <laughs> points <laughs> that it is a guy, not a girl. Um, it's not only the fact that they are a mystery and no one can confirm their identity, but it's also the music is so fucking good, <laughs> I would say. Um, and based on his different identities, he crosses genres so eloquently. It's You've got lo-fi hip-hop, and then you've got a bit of deep house and techno, and then you've got this really beautiful spiritual and ambient tracks, and everything has a touch of his trademark. His identity, that's the thing. He His identity is a common thread throughout all of it, and that's why you, I think it's one person, just because there's something about each track that you feel it's a hint of this person. Yeah, definitely. Can only agree with that. Uh, and if, if it would be multiple persons, then it's also fine because then they're so much aligned that it's sort of yeah, still the same. Yeah, but person. that would truly be insane as well, wouldn't it? Because then they have this th ability, especially again, when you think of, we'll play some of the tracks, of course, but Prince of Denmark is more techno, I would say. And then yeah. DJ Healer, under that identity he uses a lot of samples from gospel tracks and whoever this person is the fact that they're able to cross and blend but if it was a group i find it'd be a lot harder to unite the different i don't know what i'm trying to say but feelings or emotions you get out of the tracks because it's always the same there's always something there yeah like it's it's a reassuring thought that it's a the same ID and the same project and the same person. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, that's what Giggling is doing as well. Like yeah. there are multiple persons, yet they all their music, how different it may be, it still feels like the same concept. Yeah, indeed. Uh, no, I've tried to read up as much as I can to figure out who this person may be. Some are saying that they've got inside knowledge that it's definitely one person. Mm. The Giggling crew has said that. But that's also an interesting point to bring up. Whoever this uh, person, this producer is, they were on Giggling because they were part of the original crew. They were friends with Frill and Constantine and grew up in Weimar with them. And it w when did 
he split? Was it 2018 or? I think he split after the um, the issue, the with, issue Constantine. with Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, Constantine was in an interview with a journalist and was uh, making kind of derogatory comments about female DJs and saying that they're not as talented, and that created quite a backlash within the electronic world. And soon after, Trump Prince. I think it's just easiest to say Trump Prince, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah, Trump Prince left, and which I imagine is an extremely emotional decision for him as well. I mean, these were the people he grew up with, and if you read interviews with him, he always referred back to this collective and how he found so much love and support in this friend group. So to go on his own, and he started his own label, which we'll touch upon briefly, That's um, that really speaks volumes, I guess, about how he's kind of always shape-shifting his identity in a way yeah and like what you said i can <coughs> definitely imagine that it must be a hard decision for him especially because he chosen to not be publicly known like he always kept uh, everything pretty much to himself so i can imagine that if you're doing that then you also rely more upon your close friends yeah which uh, you can still share with because you're not doing that with the greater public so then to break out of that friend group i can think that's that's hard do you think they're still friends yeah i was just <laughs> thinking about it like i can't imagine that he broke with them with all of them i mean yeah. it's probably then that you still see a couple of them who are a bit more your friends than the other ones yeah that you also have like a personal like really personal connection with i can't imagine that he doesn't see them anymore no exactly i, I mean i I don't think he would sever ties that he had years with these guys. Just, I don't want to say just over this, because of course it, it was a really poor judgment on Constantine's part, but in a way just over this one debacle. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. But what pulls you to his music as well? Um, so, first time I listened to it, it wasn't like I was so fascinating fascinated by it because uh, that was also my time I was still a bit skeptical on the whole <laughs> giggling thing uh, and that friend of mine also who also introduced me to this to, to giggling himself uh, sent me a set of him which we probably will share in the, in which the one was uh, footnotes it? because <laughs> it's the DJ Metatron set yeah the, the blue uh, yeah, oh. label yeah. I, I think it's his best it's, oh, it's so hands good hands down hands um, down so, but the first time I listened to that, I wasn't that intrigued by it. I, I really liked it, but it didn't blew my mind. But for some reason, I kept coming back to it. Um, and the more that happened, the more I got fascinated by it. Yeah. Uh, and I think what still keeps me coming back to his music today is, uh, like, what giggling in itself as a label has like that really emotional layer that's that's underneath all the things they do i think that is uh sort of maximized in, yeah. in his music he's the king of doing <laughs> that and that that really draws me to his his music yeah definitely definitely it was even before his name dj healer the music was always this pull and um yeah that that mix is what I actually, that was my first time listening to him as well. And I remember I was in my bed listening with my headphones and I just couldn't do anything else. <laughs> I was paying attention so much and thought, holy shit, I'm so happy and lucky that I found this in my lifetime. In How did way. you find it? 
I was trying to think about that, and I have no idea. I think it was, like, some deep sub Reddit <laughs> <laughs> post, and somebody probably recommended. I'm not a person on Reddit normally, but <laughs> this was a golden one for me on that. Um, the other thing I just wanted to also mention before going to the tracks we selected was the thing that's quite interesting, too, is in a way, I feel it's all a part of a bigger story. And I don't know if he'll ever reveal it. I don't know if he'll ever reveal his identity. I kind of think he will. But all of the names that he chooses, like Metatron is um, a religious term, I believe, that comes from Judaism. And then so many of the album covers or the tracks have this element of spirituality. And his releases, which I wanted to touch on, he releases mixes on or dropped some albums on Easter or he had the Lost Love songs. I think that was on Christmas, wasn't it? Or was that on New Year's? I really like don't know. He, yeah, it's strange how he always picks these I guess religious holidays and so a lot of people are speculating because we're recording this right before Easter <laughs> that there's going to be another drop this coming weekend. So yeah, we'll see. I really hope so. I've been checking the website every day. <laughs> But yeah. to be determined. <laughs> Guilty as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first track I was going to play, I thought we could start off a bit more upbeat and then we'll bring things down towards the end, is DJ Metatron OA. And this is the track I'm most dying to hear someone play if I go out. I I love it. And I think it took on more meaning when there was in 2018 at the Bassiani nightclubs in Tbilisi in Georgia, police raided this really infamous house techno electronic club and were doing a lot of well, drug bust and then even arrested the owner. And I think it was Sa Pa who played the night and he's also released on the Giggling label. And Giggling then organized this massive dance protest rave in the square and the slogan was we dance together we fight together and there was one video of it was i think it, dustin and Attic yeah. were playing this track and oh, it just gave me goosebumps for sure <laughs> but yeah it's crazy huh? i'll go ahead and uh, get this one going
was thinking it's going to be quite hard for us today with the tracks because a lot of them don't kick in until like a minute and a half in. So please go listen to whatever we put here. Yeah, I, I thought of that as well. I actually did my homework a bit. Did you pick the times? Uh, did yeah. You? <laughs> Nice. It's not gonna happen again. Oh, <laughs> so nice. But it's still so hard because, like, all his tracks are so well built up, mm -hmm. and it's maybe a bit dramatically put, but like they all feel like a, st a small story. Yeah. So it's so hard to choose just one minute because then you always miss elements. But we're gonna try anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I almost asked you to do that, but I thought no, that's too annoying. It's too demanding. That's, that's great. <laughs> <It's> so bossy. <laughs> Um, the next one is Golden Baby, Can I Ride? Nice, I have, I have written that down. From what, which this is gonna be a little, I'm really uh, uh, not oh yeah, great. Fr from three minutes. Okay, oh, that's easy enough. Let me see. As you know, I'm really savvy with technology, so we'll make this work. Mm. Also, like uh, Giggling, he only releases on vinyl. So you have to find his music on SoundCloud or YouTube. Wait, okay. We're at 258, but. Perfect. choose this one uh, well so this is uh, his last one uh, yeah his last uh, his most recent um, release and what I really like about this is that it's uh, a bit more lighter than the rest of his, his work I think this is the most um, how do you say that L uh, the most unemotional <laughs> songs he has uh, and they're like I think if you want to start listening to his music they are maybe a good place to start like yeah uh, it's uh, it's kind of upbeat and um, yeah as I said there, there aren't that many ambient layers and emotions yeah. and things going on so if you would just like to just yeah introduce uh, his music to the more broader uh, base of people I think this is a good place to start it's a really good also just like steady club track so if you're a DJ yeah. and I think that that album has a lot of nice in between tracks that'd be perfect for whatever time or whatever you're building up to definitely um i actually switched mine i forget what i had before oh i had um to the 50 engineers the pyro pack to the 50 engineers but oh. now i chose changes do you know that one this is a kind from of actually a remix sorry from which alias um trumpins okay and this is 
in my mind one of his more I think it reflected kind of his old school house influences and that's why I chose it and also the original song the lyrics were well from a guy who was going through cancer so it's quite an emotional song as well but more upbeat and this would be also a great club banger I think but let's jump in I think I'm gonna skip ahead on this one meaning but more mm-hmm. in terms of the groove i think that's an easy track to get into him yeah but i wouldn't say it's very uh rep- representative for him no exactly exactly it was one of his more yeah just like a classic house track in a way yeah but did he make it himself or is it a remix it's a technically it's under himself yeah. but then it's a it's a remix really if that makes sense. But yeah. he didn't say Tropics re- Remix. Remixed yeah. Like which was kind of interesting. But I think that would be a fun one to hear out as well. Uh, let's see. I think I have to go next to YouTube. The next one is DJ Healer at last. Uh, they call me in the storm. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. That one you can just play from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, maybe as an introduction, uh, this is the first song on the uh, to the end. Or nothing. What's the album called? Nothing to lose or to the end? This I always nothing forget. Nothing to lose. I'm almost positive. Okay, so it's uh, like this most important release under the name of uh, DJ Healer, um, and this is the first song of the album, and. Uh, I still remember like putting it on and it just starts with some yeah s- sort of holy like music and um, yeah well you should listen for yourself but the first time I heard it was quite overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs>
think everyone sometimes experiences some thoughts that go a bit deeper, like some existential thoughts, <laughs> and they're always so hard to express. Uh, and I think this one, for me, really represents that, that sort of thought that is impossible to express to, to, to someone else. I think he, for me, captured that within this song. Uh, and <laughs> maybe a bit, a bit silly, but the first time I heard this, I saw this sort of <laughs> uh, an outer space society. Like I, I saw this, this sort of endless fields of a different society living in a completely different way. Uh, and it's sort of that, that image sort of struck me and it, it never went away. So always when I hear this, I see these sort of <laughs> endless fields. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, really <laughs> nice imagery for that. <laughs> um, this next one is Prince of Denmark Untitled. We were discussing before this started he has loads of untitled tracks actually and one of the difficulties is he has so many tracks in his back catalog and he'll play one in a mix and then all of a sudden i don't know eight <laughs> years later it's released <laughs> so it's quite hard even i find when you hear a track in a mix that you like to be able to know what it is yeah. until you have somebody else id <laughs> minute 52 <laughs> what's the id <laughs> Um, but this was one of those well no this one he released but it was also in a mix and I just find it a really beautiful ambient track timing is so off on this uh i don't know if it will let me skip actually that's a shame <laughs> it sounded like we just had a helicopter going <laughs> over this is actually a lovely track if you get a chance to listen yeah. but i don't think i can skip on youtube as oh there we are Thank <laughs> you. 
like uh, overwhelming but the music sort of suits you through it the, it, it takes the sharp edges of it yeah uh, making it less scary and more uh, exploratory or something yeah nice. exactly yeah. the next one is yours um this is untitled from lost love songs and this is dj healer uh, should i play first yeah and from the beginning as well uh no this one from 30 seconds all right let's see if i can skip it <laughs> i think i should be able to I couldn't find it on SoundCloud, actually, so... Oh, perfect, okay. all the things he does um, like beautiful yeah holy like mm -hmm. ambient strings uh, but also the beat that sort of slowly comes and get you like it's sort of a haunting beat that is really typical for his music I think and then on top of that he built so many layers uh, both musically and also with vocals and also those vocals are also like a bit um, a bit unreal like yeah uh, i saw a comment <laughs> on youtube which i really liked uh, mm. that was like um the this music feels like uh, he, uh he's inside of uh blade runner's head <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was so this one good. this music he would be brilliant at scoring blade runner oh <laughs> yeah. that's really perfect <laughs> should we because we only have a couple tracks left actually should we discuss theories of who he is at all or do you think just pass up on that the one the one I want to throw out there, which <laughs> somebody else mentioned, I don't think it is this person, but it reminded me because with YouTube, a lot of the uploads are from this guy, Givi Kelashivi. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get into his music, you know this guy has loads of uh, mixes and tracks that he himself uploads because, yeah, there there's no uploading for Trump Prince. For a little while on SoundCloud, I think he added... Well, no, he has one mix. He has the Planet Lonely. Yeah. But otherwise, whoever this guy... Either he's like a mad super fan and finds these gems on the internet. Or he has an inside source 
Yeah, probably inside. Yeah. Like it's impossible to. He, he literally, I think, posted like 80% of his yeah. tweets, maybe even more. It's always so. him or I see Hate Collective as well. Yeah. Those are the main the main sources. Um, some of the other theories. One was Efteman. Uh, we don't speak about that track, but it's in the mix that Jochen brought up at the beginning. The song Paralysis, and he remixed that. Yeah. And so Efteman, he's a really brilliant DJ and producer who's German and has his own label. And some of the music does sound similar, but I don't. I think he's. I don't know if he's older or not. But to me, he seems like he's a little bit older as well than the crew, the giggling crew. And since they all grew up together. Yeah, it feels like they have to be of sort of the same age. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, otherwise, you. You probably don't hang out that much together. No, and <laughs> you don't I want the creepy old guy <laughs> with you. <laughs> a decade older. Yeah. Well, and especially I thought they were friends from uni as well. Yeah. Now, maybe he was friends from before that and grew up in Weimar with the others, but I'm not sure. And the other names are a bit random. One was the actual Prince of Denmark, you know, who's just <laughs> banging out tunes in his spare time. Um, <laughs> But maybe it's interesting <laughs> to talk about, uh, w- like, why he does it and if you would do it. Yeah. Like, what do you what What's your opinion about that he cho- chooses to take this kind of, uh, yeah, style? I think for one thing, I think it's quite sincere because I have read about other artists who first do the same anonymous thing, and so then everyone buys up the tracks quickly, and it's a great sale. And then let's say a year or two later, they actually announced who it was. And then it feels so disingenuous. But with him, I I find it quite appealing. And in a way, I don't ever want to know his identity. Of course I do. Like, I would love to see him play a live set. And then you can even just properly thank this person for the music they've put out. But I think there's something more beautiful and mysterious about knowing you have these tracks in your life but you don't need the identity behind it and maybe that's part of why he does it because he knows how meaningful his music is for a lot of people if you read the youtube comments and soundcloud Mm -hmm. comments a lot of people find his tracks do heal them in a way or resonate with them to such a degree and perhaps that's part of why he doesn't do it because he doesn't want accolades or praise and he said he's a really shy guy as well and also i think i don't know if he did that unconscious but uh if you don't put a give a face to uh, some music, the people can imagine their own face. Yeah, it's like reading a book versus seeing a movie. Yeah, it's definitely. Like you can still make your own uh, conflict of it, and I think that's very powerful because that's in a way people can make it their own way more easily than, for instance, when you uh, have a face like David Guetta or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is actually also <laughs> one of the speculations <laughs> that it would be there. You're together. kidding. Yeah, there was was a lot of speculation <laughs> about that. But then in 2018, uh, David Guetta announced that uh, Jack Beck or something. Jeff Beck? Mm, something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, another mysterious producer w- was his, uh, his alter ego. Oh, okay. So uh, but that's a sidetrack. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's really powerful to yeah. not get, uh, put a label on that, uh, and thereby it also doesn't it, it stays very pure. In, exactly. In, in sort of way. 
Also, he doesn't seem like somebody who would handle the attention well because people are truly cultish about him where it's not just a matter of, oh, he's got a new release, you're going to buy it or listen to it right away. People are fanatic. And I think the fact that he, no one knows who he is adds to that. But if all of a sudden he came, his name came out, I fear it'd be too much for him. And he would creatively lose a bit of the juice in a way, you know, that I think you automatically, it's like anyone who becomes famous overnight, you lose something there in the process. Yeah. And maybe that's part of his fear as well. I have no idea, of course. How do you, last question, <laughs> how, do you, how do you picture him? Um, kind of a shy guy with not long hair, but longish hair. And then like medium height, but just very normal looking German lad. Like <laughs> nothing... No, but like not physical, just oh. like this character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> physical. <laughs> God, um, I think in a way just what his music is. Somebody who's extremely contemplative, reflective, really intelligent guy. I mean, you can see he's well-read. He references also a ton of Shakespeare. Also, I think that was the cover of uh, his Prime Minister of Doom release was somehow connected to one of Shakespeare's plays but somebody who is more introverted but then he also likes partying he likes DJing and likes to go out but in general this more deep thoughtful guy yeah it's funny that that's exactly what for me sort of um is was this last song about like it's the total package of yeah. the guy who's uh, very sincere about his thoughts and has a lot of thoughts for my feeling like a lot of yeah uh, maybe philosophical ways of, of, of expressing himself and, and thinking about about stuff uh, but at the same time also sometimes wants to re release those um, more pressing thoughts or, or relief a bit like, yeah. like have, having a way way to don't think about these things by partying and sort of dealing with them through sometimes letting go. And well, and that's the did you read? There was one, uh, he did one really nice podcast recording and he did an interview with it and he said he's a fan of latex suits when he goes out. So, yeah, so maybe he's just at all of our favorite clubs and he's the guy in the latex suit. So that was, I think, that threw me off a little. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but maybe that was also his trick. I could totally see him throwing these crumbs, but then really throwing everyone off along the way. He's a smart, smart one for sure. Um, the next track is from his Lost, or no, sorry, Planet Lonely mix. And it's Give Me Peace. And this is almost at three hours long, but the, I find when I listen to it, the time passes so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite mixes from him, I think. Um, let's see. I'll first just jump into the song. Yeah. Oh, find me peace. Sorry. Find me peace. <laughs>
I think I also selected it because it's so perfectly timed in the greater scheme of the mix. It's the mix starts off kind of I don't know, discombobulated, like the tracks don't necessarily flow, but they're nice. Then you get to the middle and you really start to hear samples of things about starting over, uh, rebuilding your life. I think one was an interior renovation guy basically saying you have to destroy everything to start anew. So that's at the point where you realize he's kind of bringing you forth to this fresh start. And then you have like an extra maybe hour. And by the end, it's this more euphoric, I think joyful music. This song to me is a lot of joy. It makes you just kind of want to look up and you're thinking about your life in a bigger picture. And I always just smile when I listen to it. Uh, and I like the drums a lot. <laughs> that's that's about it. It's kind of a breakbeat, right? It's yeah, it is. It's really hard to grasp. It is. <laughs> and I cut it off too early, but there is a nice little vocal sample as well in this one. Uh, let's see the next one. I think we have to close on too bad as well. We didn't. Neither of us added it, but yeah, this is a good one. Uh, this is yours. This is oh yeah. lost. You have to play it from forty seconds. So. Okay, perfect. This one I think is on SoundCloud actually, so I should yeah, be able to. True. So as mm. introduced, this one is on the Lost Love songs uh, as well. It's the same as the Untitled one, and it captures for me the same feeling like the whole picture uh, of everything he does and this one is just it's just one of my favorite ones it's it's brilliant song <laughs> and and yeah just we're, we're gonna gonna listen it's really nice so hard to talk after <laughs> some of his tracks as well yeah, it always feels like you're that that's why his music is so good like yeah you, you express he expresses a feeling so strongly uh, which you cannot describe in words yeah and um, so it always feels like a bit of uh, don't putting it giving it enough 
for yeah, like how do you say that? Not justice. Yeah. Uh, if you try to still put it in words. Yeah, you shouldn't in no. a way. <laughs> I think some you should of stop talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. No, I I remember just listening. Yeah, with my roommates, I wanted to play some of the tracks for them, and we would just lie on my bedroom floor playing it on the record player. And you know, the song is over, but you don't even know it's over. Yeah. And some of his tracks are quite long, like nine minutes. And then, yeah, you're just everyone's speechless, and it just says "play it again." And yeah. I think that describes it very well. Definitely. The last one. Um, if you have any final thoughts as well before we play it, no. <laughs> anything. Uh, this is the closer of everything. <laughs> like, uh, this is what closed the first mix we talked about, and then, um, uh, one of my favorite. Actually, have you ever heard his music going out? Except for when you've seen the giggling guys play. Um, no, never. I went to Yob Yopsa at the school, and it was he actually plays him regularly. I think, and the club they were forcing him to close he already played like an hour over so this it's almost 11 a.m on sunday and i made this lovely australian friend and then he played this and that was a really uh. special moment because i've been this is still i think in my heart my favorite song by him um for a lot of reasons i would say but just to finally hear it it was perfect <laughs> Of course we're playing it because I think the track should be the closer. Yeah. 